0: Cold that I'm not supposed to talk as much during this, so I'm going to be quiet. And now something
1: completely different. We'll this is that. Shug Jordan, coach of the Auburn Tigers. Say woo No, 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 It's pronounced Jaden. Yes, yes, yes. This is Shug Jaden, football coach of the Auburn Tigers. That's the only part. That part, and then there's a little part before that. <laughs> right. Those are the only parts you're not supposed to talk in. I was told
0: by a listener the intro to "It's Pronounced Jordan" is so good, don't talk over it and ruin it. So I can well, appreciate that. There is some that. wisdom in that. I, I can't appreciate that. Yeah, I can appreciate that. Because it was kind of tradition after a while. Just m- to- me talking can ruin a lot of things. It's pronounced Jordan. Rich Perkins, Jeremy Henderson, Jeremy of the dot I of a ride in a Jeep.com, you can hear us weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Wings 94.3 in the Auburn Opelika area and online at wingsfm.com.
1: It's called Rich and Jeremy in the Morning. Rich and Jeremy it's the in the Morning. The best radio show you've ever heard. Well, yeah, it's pretty in much true. The radio, even if you haven't heard it, it's still the best radio show. That's true. Uh it's pronounced Jordan Jeremy. It's been a week. So let's get to it. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to bump up a little more modern day than we have been. We've been spending a lot of time around the turn of the century with uh, Johnny H. And, yeah, and uh, when
0: we say turn of the century, we mean well the last
1: century, the nineteenth I mean, I mean, to
0: the twentieth, not the twentieth to the twenty-first. Sure, right, my <laughs> bad. Yeah, I just I just want to clarify.
1: <laughs> a lot of Tuberville, uh, early Tuberville era <laughs> stuff. It's very interesting, intriguing. Sure. And, um, but, uh, you know, and, and it's funny, actually, that you mentioned that because so much of the stuff I do, it's funny at what point does something become, quote unquote, vintage in the mind of, you know, it's like uh, a lot of people consider the the modern age of Auburn football to be like the die era. Right. And so a lot of things play into that media, the coverage of it, the fact that you still have access to so much of it and whatnot. But at the same time, twenty years from now, are we gonna still be considering that the modern the beginning of the modern age? How long will that go? At what point does something I mean, nineteen ninety eight was twenty years ago. Sure. Because in the
0: let's let's put it in perspective. And let's say in the late seventies, um, the Sug era was considered
1: Sure, kind of the beginning of the modern era right, of Auburn right, football, right. and it's just funny how certain people have certain and and so kind of related to the modern era of Auburn football. Yes, uh, you think Pat Dye, yes, the one and only, the incomparable. His f- the field is named after the man, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the pad the Pat Dye Memorial.
0: Cough right, button. the memorial,
1: the cough button is named after the man, right, and uh, and so the one of the first things that comes to mind when you think of Pat Dye pants Isn't,
0: and a it, lake it, <laughs> oh, yes
1: that's no, that that's the first thing that comes to that my should mind should be the first thing right right that goes without saying sure right. you no know, beyond that and because, then
0: his, and then his relationship with, with a Harp, cer- with harper lee <laughs> harper lee a, a certain
1: a certain writer well you know she fell for him <laughs> much to the surprise of those who knew her deeply and do you, do you blame the woman do you blame the woman <laughs> no i don't blame the heck woman, i fell for him he got a got a dang stack of love letters <laughs> from the lady uh Oh, that was so funny. That needs to be an entire episode of me just describing. You know, when yes. it's when it's time, maybe when... There, there, will, be a there will be a time. There will be a time will be okay to, It's not okay, okay yet. Now. We're not ready for the but Quincy Jones-style <laughs> interview for about Pat Dye. But in turn... Oh Lord have mercy. That would be great. I'm going to write a book just on the pants itself, I think. Can you? I would have dropped dead had I found Pat Dye's pants in a dried up lake bed
0: with his wallet in with it. his
1: wallet had I taken it I've been like whoa what, wait there's something in here taking out have, some keys with an Auburn keychain on holding it holding
0: it like the holy grail I
1: would have I would have I would have passed I think I'm not even joking I think I would have like fainted for a second I would have sure. been like what in the world like it would have been the gra- to me it still rem- it remains the greatest story that and of course the accusation that he held a man um, against his will at his home <laughs> in his Japanese maple <laughs> farm also a good story <laughs> I don't think there's any truth to it. I've, I've, no, no. I've done some digging
0: unsubstantiated in. rumor yeah. innuendo and was, hearsay. It's real. It's on the record. <laughs> there you go.
1: Anyway, but uh, but no. The, the one thing you think in terms of his contributions uh, to to the pro to the Auburn football program is what? Like his main, the thing that comes to mind in terms of like, yes, this is what Pat Dye did. Pat uh, Dye he, brought, he did. brought the
0: Iron Bowl to yes. to, to Auburn.
1: Auburn Moses right, right? Yes. brings us out of the Birmingham bondage. And everything because for so many years, because the idea that Auburn wasn't big enough to accommodate large crowds that kind of we needed and we need the money. We'd play so many games in Birmingham. We played, you know, Columbus and Georgia and Columbus like for forever right. and all this stuff. And so but we'd play in Birmingham. We play the Tennessees in Birmingham. We'd occasionally even play a Mississippi State in Birmingham And uh, the last games we had in Birmingham, and I'm still not exactly sure why this was the case, but we had one in 76 and 78, both against Tennessee in in Birmingham. Birmingham. But we had played in 74, we opened the season against Louisville to just 25,000 fans at Legion Field. So I think kind of a lot of people were getting the hint that this was not the ideal location for Auburn football game. Of course, we were coming off 73, so it's kind of understandable. Anyway, uh, the point, but, but you think of Pat Dye's coming, and he, and he shows up, and it, this is kind of his mission from the get-go, right? right? He's going head-to-head right. head with the Tide, and how is he going to do that? He is going to bring them to Auburn, by God, just like the Auburn people wanted, just like he had been commissioned to. This was his calling. This was why we hired him, right? Yes. Turns out, in the very early going, it was the exact opposite what? idea. Now, listen to this. This is a bizarre thing. His whole is his original instinct, in order to turn the tide, as it were, and balance the force, bring balance. Sure, was not to bring the tide to Auburn, but was to start taking Auburn back to Birmingham more often.
0: Here You're is kidding. a story. Here's a you are story. No, me. I,
1: this is this is real life. This happened. I, I was rubbing my eyes too. I was scratching my head. This is from Wayne Hester, the uh, Aniston... Uh, there's something else I'm scratching, but <laughs> y- Aniston you Star, ahead. sport, yeah. Well, anytime Coach Die comes up, there's... Sure. A lot of scratching going on. Um, it's, it, it's, this is from... Wait, uh, let's keep this it's in. Don't itch, delete it. It's an itch I can't scratch. Right, no, yeah, the die itch. It <laughs> makes me want to die. There is a salve for it. Aniston... <laughs> Aniston Star, sports editor... Wh- wh- uh, Aniston Star, sports editor... Good gosh. Say that five times real fast. Aniston Star... Can I start over again? I wish you'd spewed that water. Aniston (laughs) star sports editor. Thank you. Wayne Hester. This is in February of 1981. Name sounds familiar. Dyes. Yeah, he's been around. Dyes on the job for maybe a month at this point, right? A little over a month. This is him talking about his, uh, essentially, Dye wants to, quote unquote, take the home field advantage away from Alabama at Legion Field. So he hasn't had enough talk with the power brokers in the program of which he quickly, you know, became king of, uh, and so he doesn't really know probably the the Auburn mentality at this point. We got to do it. Of course, there was the whole, uh, beat, you know, we're gonna beat Bam in sixty minutes thing, which that's another episode coming up because yes. that story is not as we think, and that's another oh, thing. Really? Yeah, it's 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 strange. Auburn is so weird. Anyway. We we just turn these things into bizarre little like myths and things, but it, whatever it works. Print so, legend. We're, I get it. Blah blah blah. We
0: are so quick to take anything and make it a tradition. Yeah. First I, time. I, oh, that's a that's remind that's an me Auburn of this tradition. because
1: we're going to go with that one for next week. Okay. So uh, essentially, die wants to take the home field advantage away from Alabama at Legion Field. So if I
0: get this correctly, his well, thought process is Auburn doesn't do well at Legion Field. Because Auburn fans are not used to that being a regular venue, so if Auburn plays there more often, then yes. it won't feel like it's it's yes. it won't feel like it's a home field advantage for Bama. It yes. will feel more like a neutral site.
1: Exactly. It says in order to do that, Die feels that Auburn will have to play more regular season games in the arena on Birmingham's west side. Although it might not be the quote unquote Auburn way. That's from Die. I do believe. Die isn't afraid to say how he feels. Okay, so this is like it's kind of like would this would this work though in the 1980s? This right. hasn't, we haven't <clears throat> played a game against uh, say for against Bama since uh, in in three or four years at this point, right? That he had been, that we hadn't played a game like a, a quote unquote home game in Birmingham because they would be home games for us, right? It would be Tennessee. Sure. We played Tennessee at home in tennis in Knoxville. We played Tennessee at home for us. Birmingham, which is bizarre, but yeah. whatever. Uh, if we're winning, you're dang right we can draw in Birmingham. So we still got the fire. It's just kind of misdirected. It's just in a sure. different position. Sure. If, you're, if we're winning, you're dang right we can draw in Birmingham. There are just as many Auburn alumni as there are Alabama alumni. Now, he's probably right on that, though a lot of people think Bammerham, you think of Birmingham as kind of, even though growing up I didn't, but a lot of people think that, but he's talking about alumni. Yes. So they're probably, in terms of alumni, that's probably pretty equal. Fan base, probably not so much. But again, alumni, there's probably, well. uh, And I would certainly think that Auburn's alumni are just as loyal as Alabama's, much more so. uh,
0: I would say fans with incomes and jobs that provide enough income to purchase tickets probably sure. equal
1: yes exactly <laughs> the difference is Alabama has the non-alumni and Auburn doesn't yes the reason for that is because Alabama has been winning in an awfully long time so I think another another uh, thought behind this the reasoning behind this is that okay we get Birmingham up in Auburn Auburn gets more exposure for football fans little little boys little Johnny Hoovers and and Billy Pelham's sure starts seeing Auburn more often. Become some Auburn fans. Bring some balance there sure. in terms of rooting, rooting, and crouting. Yeah, man. And uh, I mean, you can see the wisdom behind it in a sense. If you don't think logistically, or or that if you're locked into a contract, it's not because the whole deal with like leaving Birmingham was that we were basically battling this contract that we, we they, Birmingham, the city of Birmingham. I think actually sued us. Like there was like a lawsuit involved or something because they thought they had this contract and the iron bowl and everything. It was bizarre. I can't the ins and outs. We'd have to get a gray haired, silver haired, the silver fox of the Auburn City sure, Council sure. here to absolutely because you know how he feels about iron bowl Oh, semantics he, he hates it and all that. It's stuff. the Auburn all Alabama game, right. Right. right? That was just a sure. That was a marketing money. marketing play. But by anyway, the I just thought guys when, I, in Birmingham. when I saw that, I just thought that was very interesting because you. That's your thought that it was. Just, he kind of came in. With this mentality I to wonder, bring him here, but he, he did come in with the you know the the mentality to equal it up, equal sure. equalize.
0: I wonder how long it took him to realize that the smart thing to do was to truly even the playing field and have a true home and home, you know, a true home and away series. I
1: think you started hearing talk about it uh, in the Perkins era. You know, he had two games against Bear, N- not Rich Perkins. My bad, Rich. Thank you. Ray Perkins. Ray Perkins. The lesser, the poor man's Rich Perkins. (laughs)
0: No relation, by the way. No,
1: no relation at all. None. Yeah, I think his original name was like Perkinsky or something, and they changed it. Perniskova, Uh, actually.
0: He was a communist. I don't know if people may not realize that. No,
1: he was a commie. You know what? Since we're on on a podcast, I can say this. I asked uh, Pat Dye one time at his Japanese maple farm. Uh, what he thought about? Isley. I said, "Why did Ray Perkins do that?" Or something. When he said, "Ray Perkins said they they would never bring the game right. to Auburn." He was like, "They'll never do it," even though the 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 wheels were in motion. Oh, we'll never bring the game. That's a big quote we all throw up, right? And he goes, "Because he was a dumbass." <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I'm putting that in there. Oh, that's. brilliant. I mean, he just looks at me like, "Duh," because he's a dumbass. It was, it was a dumbass. Well, He was. He, he called him that. It's on. I got it on tape. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, I just thought that was interesting, Rich, and uh, you're welcome for it.
0: I think that's brilliant. Uh, I had no idea. These are the things, these are the little nuggets of knowledge that uh, fill out the fuller picture of what it means to be an Auburn fan. That's what you get right here on It's Pronounced Jordan. That's going to do it for the show. It's Pronounced Jordan.
1: Next week we're going to get to the bottom of this, uh, the whole 60 Minutes to be Bama thing.
0: I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget, you can uh, catch all the episodes of It's Pronounced Jordan on the TheWarriorReader.com as well as links at WingsFM.com and on iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast that way as well.
1: Love this song.
0: Rich Perkins, A ride the Jeremy Henderson, TheWarriorReader.com, It's Pronounced Jordan.